0: welcome we're back uh after taking easter weekend off but we are we're back it's minnesota sports north minus micah uh micah is just a little busy this weekend so uh he'll be he'll be back hopefully next week but uh for me or for this week you get me an eric <laughs>
1: how you been Eric? Uh, having a good day uh had a great easter it's good to see the fam yeah. uh nice nice break off but uh Ready to talk about some, you know, big updates with Minnesota sports. It's been, it's been
0: a busy couple of weeks. The Twins getting started. Uh, the Wolves continuing their subpar season. Yeah, um, yeah. We, uh, we were talking the other day. Let's, let's chat about the Wolves. Um, they're, 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 not, they're not a good team. But we can agree on that. <laughs> but they're, they're a very exciting team to watch. mm mm-hmm. um, they have a ton of uh, i mean all they're just a, all their players are they're flashy they're uh they, they can't always put the ball in the bucket, but they're they're fun to watch
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think you're hundred percent right on that, the way I look at at it as as we sit here with a wolves' record of like what is it like twelve, thirteen and a billion you know yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, obviously really, really disappointing season for a lot of reasons. But um, I think that sometimes when disappointing like seasons like this happen, uh, it can become ironically easier to see some of the good that's happening. Just because there's so much bad, the good can't help but stand out. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that good is um, the young, young like gems we have, specifically from this last draft. I think that this just shows how well – um, with the exception of Jared Culver, which I think that isn't fully Rosas's, you know, whatever pick it, it, they traded for him, but right. whatever. Um, this draft class has been really a huge hit. This has been a huge plus. You know, Jada McDaniels, like, biggest deal uh, of the draft. Biggest deal of the draft by far. I, I honestly think so. I think he's a future all defensive player. I think that he is an incredibly smart player. Um, gifted offensively especially defensively but you know he can shoot pretty darn well he's got a good uh, playmaking playmaking ability he's an excellent cutter you know we this team needs something like that and I think that originally you know if we go back to the uh, press conference where you know Jake Lehman and who who else was signed in that press conference whatever um, you know we first got our, our, our first influx of people players in the regime, you know, we are looking, they were looking for cutters. They're looking for somebody to help keep this uh, offense up, up tempo, uh, keep it moving and um, you know, serve cat where he could, uh, they can do post up from the top of the key and he could drop it off as they cut cat could drop it off to Jake layman. But in this case, we got J Mack and he's been great so far. So that's super cool to see. And obviously, ant has been out of this world in a lot of ways right. you know still very clearly a 19 year old in a grown man's league yeah um, but he's figuring it out slowly but surely um and that's super exciting to see especially after um you know a long season of losses and and um tough breaks it's it's good to be able to see some good flashes in the pan from the younger wolves it's really fun to
0: see um uh... You know, Cat and Ant put up 20, 30 points a game each. Um, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, they're they're a fun duo to watch, and now we have Russell back. And so, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of crazy because you see you see Ant and uh, and Cat, you know, putting up 20, 30 points a game, and then D'Lo putting up 20, 25 a game, and we're still losing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when, you know – you have such a lack of defensive talent on the team outside right. of Daniels, which is who is so it's so crazy. He is by far the best defensive player on the mm-hmm. team, and the kid is built like a uh, wood plank. Right. We got Gumby, we got Gumby out there, um, <laughs> playing against Joel Embiid, you know, and yeah. help- with help defense. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. Uh, those big offensive pieces start to figure things out, especially, especially with low back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. And uh, also, like, talking about defense, like, Cat has
0: has made big steps defensively. Mm-hmm. He's he's not looking – I mean, he used to be just a liability on defense. Oh, but, oh my God. I mean, that's not really the case anymore. And he's made giant steps, which you got to give him credit for. And, uh, I mean, it, it's good to see because then – I mean, if he becomes a great, well-rounded player,
1: and sky's mm-hmm. the limit. I mean, it already is, but yeah. it just makes it higher. So. Absolutely, yeah. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, he's made some great, great uh, changes when it comes to uh, his defensive power, you know, in the post. And he's a very underrated uh, perimeter defender. He mm-hmm. actually is pretty dang good on the perimeter um and you know I was listening to uh Dane Moore's podcast a couple of days ago and he was talking about the idea of cat playing the four which I think has been has been tossed around a couple of times over the years you know given his ability to shoot um right. how has excellent footwork you know in the post outside he's got a pretty tight handle for a seven footer and so um he was talking about the the uh kind of fake scenario of cat playing the four and then having somebody who's purely a big shot blocker at the five, you know, a shot blocker who is uh, very defensive minded. I was going to um, say, if you move cat to the five, then you bring in like a, a def- like a dominant defender that can block shot. I mean, that'd be huge. It would be huge. And I think that would be, uh, that's something that this Minnesota Rolls team is really missing their defensive anchor. And I think that all starts at the, at the rim. You know, if you if you can't defend uh, the rim well, that's tough. You know, you are not going to have a good defense. You need somebody to anchor down there, uh, you know, help fight against just easy buckets mm-hmm. and make sure that players uh, who are driving on you know that it's not going to be easy, you know. I think that also helps out your guys trying to defend on the perimeter too.
0: Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Uh, yeah. I think that – I mean, they're – they're uh, they're not a good team right now, but they have. They I mean, and we've been saying this for a couple of years, but they have so much potential, and they have. I mean, they're they their see the ceiling of this team is is high, I think, and with with a a healthy a healthy team for a full year. I mean, this team could be like in the the play. I mean, what are, what do they call in that first round now? Is it the uh, the
1: tournament?
0: Yeah, I mean that's. That's the top the top it's like ten through eight make it. I mean, we could be a top ten team in the West for sure. Um yes. a healthy full for a full year. I mean and and you add a couple pieces like a like a defensive minded big like we were just talking yeah. about. I mean, you a yeah. uh, you they the their level of success is a lot higher than it is right now.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I just remembered, um the defensive minded center, the player that uh, Dan Moore was specifically talking about was Miles Turner. Um, uh, Where is he? Where is he out of the Pacers, the Pacers and the Pacers? He is one of the best defenders in the NBA defensive player of the year type of player. And he is an absolute like Rudy Gobert esque player. Um, And, you know, if you look at a team like Utah, their, their anchor on defense is by far Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, he, he is the key to that team, I think. And so if we had something, even just a fraction of that, you know, like even if we started out with just a slightly above average rim running, um, you know, aggressive uh, post defender, mm-hmm. that would be so huge. Right. That would be huge. Yeah. Yeah, but, I completely agree. And, uh, I mean,
0: talking about the future now – some big news uh, on the front office side of the Wolves. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and who is it? Mark Lore? Mike Lore. yeah, yeah, coming together to to buy the Wolves. That kind of came out of nowhere. Just nuts. Came out of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> even, even, uh, John Krasinski was saying that uh, they it like has all happened within the last week. Like, yeah, crazy and yeah, I'm super super quickly my mind was blown like i was so surprised <laughs> it's so crazy uh 1.5 billion dollars Uh, which honestly is a little lower than i thought but yeah um yeah so i am i'm excited that for a new kind of era of wolves wolves basketball uh a new ownership uh to kind of run the team and Because I think that I mean Glenn Taylor has brought this team down for the last two decades. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: So it'll be interesting to see how the team is ran uh, or run, and
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. Very interesting to see how it goes. You know, A Rod is clearly a very well known uh, player, person, uh, businessman. You know, this is it's it's real stardom. You know, not to mention. Jennifer Lopez, you know, like, <laughs> like, like that, that type of uh, star power and Mark Lohr, who I believe worked at like uh, Walmart and um, something else, a, a billionaire, obviously. Yeah, right. um, you know, I think it's a really good change ownership-wise for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, there's, you know, been a lot of talk about, you know, will Minnesota uh, still have them as a basketball team in two and a half years when Glenn Taylor finally – you know, takes his hands off the driver's driver, uh, seat, you know, get out of there and let somebody else drive the ship for a little bit. Uh, who knows? You know, we can So, uh, John
0: Krasinski, again, I was, he was on, uh, I was listening to him on the radio this morning, and he was saying yeah. that um, the NBA really doesn't want to relocate a team right now. Um, mm-hmm. With, the, like, the pandemic and them losing so much money – what they really need right now is an expansion franchise. So if they're going to put a team, you know, in Seattle or Vegas, or they, I mean, they're talking about a few different cities, um, Mm -hmm. that they, the easiest way to make money right now is, or to make more money is to add a team or two, you know? So he was saying that there's a, I mean, there's a, a, it's much more likely that a team uh, an expansion team ends up in one of those cities, then them relocating. The Wolves are another team like that. So I mean, that's that's a that's good to hear if you're a Wolves fan, you know, because uh, the yeah. chance, even if if A Rod and and Moore wanted to move the team, um, the NBA would prefer to just add another team before yeah. moving. So
1: yeah, I heard the same thing, and that's obviously great news for. Uh, Wolves fans and people have been waiting for uh, new ownership you know people have been waiting for a change at the very top of the office you know Um, and I think that he will bring a lot of good things I also was reading the same John Krasinski article and uh, there were parts of it that mentioned uh, details in the contract that said uh, you know this is a team that is going to stay in Minnesota whether obviously whatever wording that will be formed as um Clearly, there is a huge importance and um stress on the wolves not being moved and I think that Glenn Taylor wouldn't you know after years of being the owner and after do you know he originally bought the franchise for like ninety million yeah and we think about, we think about 1.5 billion as as really? like a small number this dude just made bang you know <laughs> <laughs> He's eighty, so I think his family really made. Yeah, bank. his his
0: kids made bang.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overall, great for the Taylor. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, he's invested so much into the city, and I think that, um, you know, Glenn Taylor, with all of his faults and his ups and downs, he's there's no doubt that he saved the franchise from moving back in the late mm-hmm. you know, from moving to New Orleans, and so, uh, you know, got to get the any more loyal than
0: Glenn Taylor to the state of
1: Minnesota. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one thing one thing i'm excited to see is that i mean taylor bought this team and went at two decades ago whenever and he uh he's from minnesota you know he's minnesota born he's he, he he's one of us you know um he it'll be interesting to see a new set of eyes you know a new uh, they're not from this area they're they're coming in from other parts of the country and um so it'll be really. I'm excited to see how that works. so it's. A, I mean, it'll be a fresh set of eyes. They're not. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, they're not from here, like I mentioned. So
1: yeah, um, sometimes that sometimes yeah. A, a team. I think especially with uh, you know teams like you're saying, like take the Minnesota team raised by somebody from Minnesota. It's very homegrown, very like you know that that uh, that type of atmosphere. And I think that as long as uh, A Rod and uh, company make sure that um, that kind of family atmosphere continues, which I personally really like. Um, I think that as long as that's unchanged, he can bring any type of new exciting flavor to uh, a team that could use uh, anything like that, you know, anything to make things exciting, anything to say, Hey, you know, uh, season ticket holders, this is why you should keep uh, paying us. You know, this is why you should re up for another year. And that, uh, A-Rod and this new owner uh, can really do that. I think that they have that ability. And I'm excited to see how they invest in Minnesota um, as a basketball state. There's a great fan base here. I mean, if, if, we, if we have a great team, this fan base is awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will be more excited about a good Wolves team than the people that have watched us absolutely eat dirt for years, <laughs> and, years and years. Right. Her- for all the people that had to watch um, Jeff T <laughs> dribble around yeah. for eight seconds <laughs> every possession. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I really like what you said about the star power too. That'll be cool to see too, because I think it will bring in. I mean, I think it'll bring in a a, a more national fan base too. Mm-hmm. And, um, just having you know J Lo courtside every game and uh, yeah, A Rod a rod in the, in the house every game you know he's gonna bring yeah. celebrity buddies and uh yeah. i mean i think that the the timberwolves as a franchise will be on the national radar more
1: which will be cool. yeah also. i i think there is uh nobody's going to fight the fact that a rod is going to bring a little bit more star power than glenn taylor and oh, 100%. Uh, you know you know <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Maybe we can get some good JLo halftime shows sometime. You know, yeah. is, I feel like that there, there are so many exciting things on the horizon that we don't even know about. So um, it's, it's definitely tough to see with a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. you know, this happening, not knowing, you know, what is the contract going to look like? You know, is it just, hey, for these 2.5 years that uh, Glenn Taylor is going to retain uh, some sort of percentage of ownership in the team and then let go you know does that mean after two and a half years a rod and everybody's going to be like okay you know this was a great two years but
0: yeah and like yeah, you know? that i mean a rod and company can say all the right things i mean they can glenn taylor can say I, if you buy this you have to stay in minnesota and they'd be like oh yeah that's our plan <laughs> right in the eyes right and then like wink wink you know like yeah. After you're gone, we're out of here. So, I mean, it's, I mean, and they can put it in the contract, but you can't say you can never move this team. I mean, you can yeah. say five years and then you can do whatever, or whatever. Yeah.
1: But, Which is fair. You know, if you're going to spend $1.5 billion on anything, right. You want to do what you want with it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it sucks for people who uh, obviously so care about the team. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, speaking of teams we care about, the twins they're off to a off to a
0: pretty good start. Um a tough couple losses the last two days, but uh um speaking of the speaking of them, uh I was at the game yesterday. Uh wow. so great to be back at Target Field. Um yeah. it just felt felt kinda normal for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly like ten thousand people there. Uh, didn't feel like I, – I was, like, kind of wondering going in, like, how is this going to feel? Like, is the stadium going to feel super empty, you know? Didn't really feel like that. Honestly, just kind of felt like a mid midweek summer summer game in the middle mm-hmm. of the summer that, uh, that, you know, people have to work the next day. They're not buying tickets for, like, a Wednesday night game. Yeah. So it felt kind of normal, and, I mean, everyone was masked up, masked up and everything, but it wasn't too bad. Um, it was a good game, just great to be back at the
1: ballpark. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine, yeah. And 10,000 people is still a hell of a lot of people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: That's- and, uh, yeah. and but I, I think that it, they did a good job of things, and uh, I wasn't too worried about, like, you know, getting COVID or anything. and so, Yeah. Uh, Concession stands open? Uh, yeah, they actually want you to like buy, you like order it through an app and then oh. they like text you and you go pick your food up. So you can huh. go on to, into like the concessions too and buy it, but that's what they prefer uh, to buy through the app. But there's no like they don't take any cash throughout the ballpark. So it's all card. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, did, they had things pretty spaced out and uh, it was interesting because they, like, so they, they sell tickets in groups of four and two. And so um, they, they, like, zip-tied a ton of the seats. So, like, you can't sit in these seats. Yeah. So, and then they just left, like, groups of four spread out or whatever. So gotcha. that was kind of cool. Um, interesting Yeah, that,
1: that was pretty safe, you know. Yeah, Madrid. it felt, it yeah. felt
0: safe. Um, yeah,
1: and outdoor stadium.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. It felt, it felt normal. It was great to kind of feel normal for a little bit. So, uh, but they're, a, they're a great fun team to watch so far. We're sitting at f- uh, five and four uh, just two tough losses the last two days. Alex Colme um, gave up the, the uh, go ahead run in both of them. He's had a couple rough starts and he was supposed to be like our, our big relief pitcher accusation this off season. And uh mm-hmm. Hasn't worked out so well. I'm kind of over
1: the Alex Colma experience already. So yeah, nine games, you're ready to pull the plug,
0: right? <laughs> so, um, Yeah, relief pitching has looked decent, but we've had a couple ups and downs after this. But the starting pitching um, has looked fantastic. Uh, wow. So I think that we're still like as a whole we're we're still in the ones for ERA as the as the starters go. So that's great. Um, Barrios has looked phenomenal. Um, he's looked like an, uh, a Cy Young candidate through his first two starts, so that's great to see. Maeda has had a couple good starts. Overall, our starting pitching has been fantastic, um, which is, is awesome because that's been kind of our
1: struggle the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I thought that was uh, one of the big question marks uh, coming into the season, you know, how that's going to be improved. Right, and we always knew that like
0: Maeda and Barrios were good one. They're a good one-two punch, but the bottom of the order has always, or the bottom of the rotation has been a little bit of a question mark. Um, mm-hmm. so far, Pineda, Shoemaker, and uh, J. Happ has looked awesome. So
1: that's, that's great awesome. to
0: see. Uh, we're we're smacking the ball all over the ballpark.
1: Uh, yeah. I- <laughs> time i open twitter i feel like there's a new uh, buxton video
0: oh buxton has been on fire it's the greatest stretch of his career so far uh, wow. I, I jotted down some of his stats i looked it up so far uh through the nine games he has a 500 batting average still he's hit five home runs uh which is a a major league best i believe uh, wow. he has nine rbis and the biggest one is uh his OPS is 1.7, which is just absolutely nuts. I mean, anything over one is really good. And he's almost at two. Almost at two. Okay. Which is just unbelievable right now. Um, nine. He has 13 hits so far. Nine of those have been extra base hits. Four doubles and five home runs. So, uh, he's. I mean, he's just making contact on everything. Hitting the ball hard. Uh, if he can stay healthy and play 120 to 140 games, there's no reason. And he keeps playing like he is right now. There's no reason he's not the MVP at the end of the year.
1: Uh,
0: wow. He, he is uh, – I mean, and we always knew that this potential was there. Uh-huh. Uh, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for long enough to to see it. And he's had some great stretches, and we've been able to, like, get glimpses of it. But it's just – it's great to, great to see because – He's been through a lot of
1: injuries and, uh, it's been hard for him, but it's, it's fun to see him
0: really performing well.
1: So that would be huge for the twins to have him at full health for the year. It would,
0: it would be huge on both the offensive side. If he keeps hitting the ball like he is now and defense, because there's no one better than him as a center fielder, uh, defensively uh, in the game. I mean, he's so quick. He can track ball down ball so easily. Uh, when we the guys I went to the game with yesterday. We were talking about how fast he looks in person. It's nuts how how fast he can get from home plate to first base. It's I mean, I'm not it's crazy. Like it just doesn't look human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday he had a, a just like a routine grounder, and it was a bad throw. Got past the first baseman, and he and it it uh didn't get very far past the first baseman, but he made it to second, and it was just. Just nuts how fast he looked, so.
1: Wow, yeah. Cool watch. Just, he's, he's an electric player. Yeah, yeah, just an amazing athlete and, like, just an unbelievably good uh, defensive-minded player out in the uh, center field, you know, making sure that um, you know, staying as active as possible, you know, right. to make sure that he can contribute to a winning team. Right, exactly. It'll be it'll be fun to see how this year turns out because so far we're looking really good. Um, Yeah, what do you think after seeing these first nine games, uh, you know, as far as standings within our division?
0: Yeah, so right now we're – I think we're sitting in second today with a loss. But, uh, I mean, we're only nine games into the year. Everything's kind of working itself out. I think right now we're the best team in the Central. The White Sox have looked okay um, so far. They've blown a couple games. I just read that they lost the Royals today in extras. Um, So, uh, I mean – I think that they'll they'll be able to to turn it on and be good because like how they're supposed to look. But right now, uh, I think we're by far the best team in the Central, which we knew coming in that we. I mean, we're probably the most talented team. Um, so we just got to keep it up, and I I think we'll have no problem winning the Central. So, and hopefully, you know, a couple playoff games or a series or two.
1: Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> right. that can stay good throughout the, the yeah. playoff. Break that 18-game streak. <laughs> oh. we, we're coming up this week. We have
0: four games against the Boston Red Sox at home. Um, the Red Sox have looked pretty good. Their offense has been on fire. So they're the first real, real good team that we'll face. So it'll be uh, an interesting series to see how we perform against some, some top pitching. Because we really have – we saw – we've seen a couple pitchers here and there that are good. But overall, we haven't really seen that – that really good starter yet so uh it'll be it'll be fun
1: to see how we do against the top tier starters so yeah that'll be a great test to see what everybody's really made of and maybe a sneak peek of you know uh the the playoffs games to come right exactly exactly uh yep. well uh switching over uh i wanted to mention so the lynx dropped some sweet jerseys <laughs> i was i was just thinking about that too how how we totally forgot to mention the links are also included in that sale of the timberwolves yeah if, if some people might even say that this is the sale of the Lynx <laughs> and the timberwolves come I think, honestly uh, i guess we'll jump back into this conversation quick but
0: i think in that that say or with the links being included i think that'll make it hard to move the timberwolves I was thinking the same thing. I mean, the, the Lynx are pretty, pretty solidly in Minnesota. You're not going to move the Lynx. And so how did – right. How would that – I mean, that wouldn't really work to own a team. I mean, maybe you could, but why would you move the Wolves to another state and then you also own a team in Minnesota in the Lynx? Um, so uh, I was just, just thinking that that might help the Wolves
1: stay around. So You know what? I think that the the Lynx are a very underappreciated Minnesota sports team, multiple championships. They deserve that respect and they deserve some get damn good jerseys. And like you said, they look fire as hell. Yeah. Um, especially, I know that there are three different names. I think one's the Explorer jersey. That, the WNBA you got three different types of jerseys, you know, right. for each Explorer. Um, and then two others I'm blanking on, but one was of them sports bl- with like an R. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an all black one that has like MPLS I think on it, and yep. I think it's in like a, a chord structure for uh, or not a chord structure, like uh, music music it's writing. The First Ave jersey. Yeah. Yes. Based off the of First Ave. Avenue. Oh so slick! It does. So it looks great. So... Oh my gosh! I think I'm gonna get Anna to buy me one. Um, <laughs> it's the
0: heroin as in my hero edition explorer edition and rebel edition that's and it right the rebel is our rebel is the, the black uh first ab jersey gotcha i really like the white one we
1: haven't had a white one mm.
0: in a few years I, i'm i'm liking the white one
1: so. yeah i think the wolves should bring bring back their old white jerseys um i i really like the retro sam castle era wolves trees. Jer- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are great.
0: Yeah. I like the but, white. They have the white, the, the black, like they, the throwback they wore a couple of years last year or two years ago. And then they had the blue
1: ones, which I like Yeah. A lot, so. Do you know what we should do? What we should do next, next week. We should do a, um, we should do a uh, Minnesota sports Jersey ranking. I would love that. Top 10 for you, me and Micah. Yep. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. But Okay, back to the the wild. So we got, uh, <laughs> um, so they've got
0: like I don't know, 15 to 20 games left. Si- they they just came off a rough weekend where they lost two to the Blues, brutal. including giving up the most goals in a single game in franchise history, which is pretty bad. While right. losing nine to one, um, they're three points behind Vegas for second place, seven points behind Colorado for first. And there's seven points in front of the Blues for third place. So, as of right now, we've got a good lead. Um, first, second, and third
1: place to make the playoffs. So, we just got to gotta stay ahead of the
0: Blues. Um, yeah.
1: And I think we can. I think we can. Obviously, really tough stretch on the, the ninth and the tenth, those back-to-back St. Louis games. Yeah. Um, but we did, you know, get the win at Vegas on the third. Uh, we got had a, a- a great win against Colorado. We won, like, 8-3, to three and they're... Yeah, 8-3, yeah, right, before we lost 1-9. Right, a lot of
0: people are saying that Colorado is the best team in the NHL, so that was a good win. So Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have
1: a fluke or something. Right, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're an exciting team to watch. Uh, just a few, I don't know, a couple weeks left in the, in the
1: regular season. So Yep, yeah, um, and the... Phenom Kirill Kaprizov, is uh, leading us to 16 goals this season. Yeah. He's been yeah.
0: to the rookie of the year,
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over- it. <laughs> yeah. So much change happening with Minnesota sports,
0: but. Lots of you know. young rookies. I mean, you got, you got Ant and, and Kirill
1: and JJ for the bikes. So. Yeah. It's, it's a great time. Yeah, I think Crystal Dangerfield on the links. Yeah. She wants here she's a killer point guard. Yeah, yeah, she was the steal that draft from uh, last year. Yeah, but
0: lots of young people to be excited about. So
1: yeah, which is awesome to see. Awesome to see from Minnesota sports. We just have a bunch of fan bases that deserve that. Yeah, <clears> at <throat> that, that excitement, you know, yep. they deserve that. But Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, next
0: week, I guess we'll have jersey rankings now. So look forward to that, everyone. Uh, yeah,
1: fun. I think it would be really cool. I think that would be really, awesome. Uh, really awesome jerseys. I think you just got to dig a little farther for them.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all next week. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a good week. All right. Appreciate it.